0: this time loop thing how did
1: you get out of it I simply boosted the circuits and broke free you came back of your own accord well I Doctor. no no I'm afraid not no obviously the time lords have programmed the TARDIS always to return to earth it seems that I'm some kind of a galactic yo-yo
0: Everybody and Welcome to Galactic Yo-Yo, the podcast where Doctor Who fans share their unpopular opinions of the world, and I have to do with them. I'm your host, Molly Marsh, and Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, it's a bit of a different Christmas this year for many people. Um, I hope that um, whoever you're spending it with, um, you're managing to, um, if you celebrate Christmas, to enjoy the day um, at least a little bit. Um I recorded this podcast episode, um, in the, in the lead up to Christmas, um, obviously London has been in tier three for a little while, um, prior to that was in, was in full lockdown, so I haven't been able to really interact with anybody outside my own household, um, indoors, um, for, for a little while, but luckily, um, my friend Johnny, um, who you'll have heard on a couple of other podcasts, um, the Not We podcast I've done at the start of each season. Um, my friend Johnny um, is an avid cyclist and um, has been cycling over to see me every so often and we've been taking little walks um, around the local area. And I suggested to Johnny, because we've had a bit of a Doctor Who year together, as as we explained in the conversation, um, I suggested to him that for the Christmas Galati yo-yo, um we meet and we record a podcast um together outdoors. Um it was an ambitious idea and the audio sounds pretty appalling in places, in part due to us being outdoors and in part due to um Johnny's horrendous microphone technique. Um, but um but I think we made it work. That the if any of you are interested, the way that we recorded this is that I had my multi-track recorder desk. In my in a rucksack on my back, then coming out of the r- rucksack, I had a pair of headphones and I had two microphones. And Johnny and I each held a microphone and then walked, um, walked around, um, like that. And the Johnny's microphone cord was really long, so he was able to stand a, a reasonable distance away from me. Um, we did get some funny looks, um, but thankfully we did not get mugged. I was slightly worried about that because it was um, it was very much dark. Um, by the time we were we were out recording this podcast, um. And there were all sorts of uh, nefarious characters um, knocking about. But, um, yeah, we successfully um, made a podcast. Um, so we, we talk for the, for the first um, part of the podcast about, um, about our experience of watching Doctor Who together um, over this year. Um, and then uh, we spend a little bit of time in the, in the second uh, half of the podcast discussing a couple of Johnny's um, unpopular opinions, um, which, was, which was pretty nice. Um, while it's a Christmas episode the content isn't especially Christmassy, um but i like i like to think it has a Christmassy feel because you can uh, i think if you listen hard enough you can hear the um the cold air and the the christmas mood and you can hear the rustle of the bag of quality street uh, that i was that i was holding and that we occasionally eat um throughout the podcast um but anyway i've waffled for longer than usual this week um podcast future podcast wise um there's going to be more coming up in the new year i don't know when yet um i'm gonna have my johnny spandrel uh, end of year roundup as usual um, along with a revolution of the daleks um review um and then yeah onwards and upwards for galactic yo-yo i probably will take a break quite soon but uh yeah still some episodes to go before that yeah um but yeah, thank you for listening this year, um, everybody. It's been, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed this year of doing the podcast. Um, I love putting episode 100 together um, way back in the spring. Um, I really enjoyed doing all the series 12 reviews with all my friends in person, which seems like a, uh, a dream right now. Um, and I've really enjoyed all of these podcasts I've, I've been able to do in lockdown. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to 2021 um, with, a, with a cautious optimism. But yes, um, Merry Christmas everybody. I hope you're all safe uh, and I hope you're all uh, reasonably happy out there despite um, uh, despite everything <laughs> despite everything despite the coronavirus pandemic, uh, that is what people mean when they say everything, isn't it? But anyway, without further ado, please enjoy my Christmas conversation with Johnny Volfish. <laughs> Um I think if we do Green Lanes.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna trust I'm gonna defer to your authority here as the resident.
0: Yeah. So I'm here with uh, Jonathan Volfish. Hello. Uh you'll know Johnny listeners <laughs> from two of our my previous episodes. Uh the Spyfall review and then prior to that the Woman Who Fell to Earth review.
1: I so can I can I just interject quickly yeah. on, on that. Basically since watching cause you brought me on to those as someone who was kind of a fan as a kid, but not that interested. Yeah, yeah. And I've re-listened since getting much more into Doctor Who, and I well, I didn't re-listen. I put the spy for what on for like okay th- for like t- five minutes, and was so disgustingly cringe out. <laughs> I I like what are your to, uh, your own takes? My own takes, my own voice, everything about it. I had to yeah. pause it, and I nearly vomited. <laughs> by how horrified i was <laughs> who, I, who th- to who be fair was.
0: i i get like that with the very early galactic yo-yos you okay, know yeah some of my opinions in those i'm like oh i don't feel that way now but i,
1: I mean i'm kind of like that with anything i've ever made or done yeah, like, yeah looking yeah. back it just horrifies me
0: yeah i hate me three days ago yeah, yeah yeah um but yeah the reason i've kind of brought you on again is because this year um while we've been in lockdown and in the end times Mm. um you and i have sort of i mean we were already very close friends Mm -hmm. but not in a doctor who way
1: no our friendship was about loads and loads of things yeah Uh, and it always vaguely brushed upon it but it wasn't that wasn't the you know the fundamental knew i was a
0: doctor who fan and i knew i was able to talk to you about doctor who without you rolling your eyes
1: yeah but
0: now now it's like bigger than that
1: I was actually go- going back. I was thinking, when would I on the way here? I was thinking, when would have been the first time I spoke to you about Doctor Who? Yeah, and it's that thing, like even though it's so big in your life, and it was very big in my childhood. <laughs> I don't. Th- I think the first two years could have passed without it ever coming up.
0: Maybe I mean, and that said as well, it was huge in my childhood. It was as huge as I was growing up through mm. secondary school, but I, I did drift off a bit as a teenager, and like in uni. I mean, I was a massive Doctor Who fan. I watched every episode, obviously. But I wasn't like I am now. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't no. in the fan community. I wasn't making Doctor Who stuff.
1: You've blossomed into a Doctor Who fan yeah. as an adult. Yeah, I yeah,
0: think. for sure. Um, as I've come to engage with it through doing as the I podcast. As I think I have as
1: well in the last year or so. Yeah. But let's get Sorry, I've in, we I should, keep on interrupting. We should you.
0: get back to, yeah, to yeah. how this happened. Because what essentially happened was that we, we would come into Because we worked together. And we would come into work every Monday and discuss the the Sunday night's Doctor Who, at the start of this mm. year. And then I was realising that your fandom was becoming larger and larger. And I said to you, you should go back and watch all the Moffat stuff that you missed. Mm. And then you were like, yeah, I'm up for that. So then we started watching it together. Um, and then lockdown hit. And then we started watching it together, but remotely. Yeah. And- so So on our lunch breaks, we would... Watch an episode a day, and we would just sort of text while it was on, and then we did the the RTD era after, and then we did some classics, <laughs> uh, and now we're <laughs> and then now we we're did doing
1: the modern era again. Yes, the, and then we did the, Jody the again. Most That's right. I forgot we did that. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then That's we did. Um, did the we? mandalorian
1: <laughs> yeah we're currently on the mandalorian i think our more epic project is the current one which does to watch C- well come down
0: with me intertwine with the Ma- with mandalorian <laughs> but that's, so that's, that's, yeah, that's another podcast, podcast. Yeah, yeah for um, sure um, but snap. yeah i just i just kind of wanted a take from you before we sort of get into other stuff about how you feel your opinions about doctor who have changed from doing the marathon we've done this year
1: uh massively should we should we pause a second while we're at this quite trafficy bit i think it's okay because okay. it's close mics, so, right, so yeah, it just I, has I ambience i'm not that familiar with how mics work i've also realized I can i'm, hear much, it really I'm much more gregarious headphones. with traffic than you are so i was going <laughs> to just go for it there and then probably pulled the cord out <laughs> yeah no um uh i think the re- do you know the really big thing that changed to me because i was thinking you, t- you told me not to prepare but i i did a little bit of prepare for this, for this conversation, you yeah. Because I was yeah, just, yeah. I like had a moment, I like thought back what were the actual things I thought over thing. I think what happened is I got a bit, I grew out of Doctor Who a little bit mm. when I was at, so. I think the last series I watched was in 2012, which is Matt's second series, yeah. And I didn't finish, I only watched half of that series, I think. And what happened is I went to uni and uh. Full disclosure, became terribly depressed and just wasn't really in the mood to watch it, and that kind of like that break. That's
0: when you need it the most. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, it, it it just didn't. F- it, whatever I was doing, it didn't. It wasn't the thing. Yeah. Uh, but that was the break that happened, and then I just drifted away from it. So, the thing that I returned to and the thing that I really loved about it was that it had this fundamental, like, really pivotal role. In my childhood, and as, as just the thing, like probably the first show, like so many people with Doctor Who, it was the first show as a kid. I just loved instead yeah. of liked. Yeah, like I was going to ask you this yeah.
0: actually. This might be me being completely thick, mm. but there's no TV in your house on a Saturday. No, oh, So actually, what, how yeah. did you watch it?
1: So we had a, a VCR recorder for the first for, for those for those, series, for those not think.
0: in the know. Johnny's Jewish, which yeah. is why uh,
1: <laughs> Jewish and, and from quite an orthodox. <laughs> why well, yeah, I'm we. saying that? Yeah. Um. So we had a we had a uh, a VCR, uh, VHS, VCR. Is VCR the wrong acronym? It's
0: a VCR. It's a VCR machine, but it's yeah. a VHS tape.
1: VH, okay. Yeah. Um. And we had a recorder of that, so you'd set it on the Friday night to record the next day. And Surely,
0: if the recorder's running, that's also in also contravenes.
1: Ah, Jews are sort of <laughs> wily get about that? getting around these. Is rules? there a line yeah. about that in the Torah? There is. It's yeah. Right. Thou shalt find. <laughs> any little bit of sort of small writing that you can contravene any yeah. By I any. mean, it's not a problem now because
0: yeah. now you've just got iPlayer. So you wouldn't even have no. to rely on a video but machine. But this, this
1: yeah. was before and it was before we had like a hard disk recorder as well. Yeah. at that time, like Christopher Eccleston year, we we just had this thing. But um, my parents were massive fans of it as children. So when Rose plays, when that first episode plays, we caught it on the Sunday night rewatch. Mm because that was the time we watched Doctor Who and right, then after right. that I was immediately so hooked that what I needed to do is I'd set this VHS recorder
0: yeah and, and you watch it on the Sunday morning
1: and yeah watch it first thing Sunday morning I was so excited and like I was thinking this is the thing that um is how my opi- like this kind of goes into how my opinion changed
0: so Doctor like, Who's always been kind of a Sunday thing for you then oh kind of growing time, yeah. up so that when it shifted to Sundays that it's Probably kind of just it aligning better, itself yeah. with you, yeah.
1: I mean, well, this was all the Jewish kids that couldn't watch it. That's who they were doing <laughs> yeah, that for, for sure. But, um, no, I I just remember political
0: correctness gone mad. Am I right?
1: <laughs> yeah, but I remember on those, on those nights uh, where Shabbat, um, the Sabbath, came out too late, like stopped too late for me to be able to watch it yeah. on Saturday night. Just later, uh, I'd go to bed. Giddy with excitement for what was going to happen in the morning. Like, uh-huh. I was so excited. It was, and it was um, like, you know, th- when the Daleks showed up, it was w- like the most incredible moment in the world. And I think the thing that sort of changed is when Doctor Who started changing a little bit, um, yeah. because Moffat came in, and I just happened to stop watching for whatever reason. Um, it I was think that is
0: the thing where a lot of people of, of our generation kind mm. of dismiss the kind of Moffat era because it's... Because of Moffat, but it's actually, it's
1: actually it's more of an age anymore. thing. Yeah, yeah it's, and I think that's the thing. Like it's nothing, a kind of combination. Nothing in the world will make me as excited as that moment when uh, Crystal Hexton looks through the screen at the Dalek in uh, Oh my God! Before yeah. Yeah, p- yeah, like yeah, the episode yeah. before Pining the Ways goes like I'm gonna get you. Or wh- sure. What does he say? I can't he remember. He
0: says, "Oh, what does he say? He i 'I'm uh, oh I'm gonna save blast every stinking darling.' Yeah, 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 it's yeah, an yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. passionate speech,
1: like that. and that was like like nothing." I think in my life might ever excite me as, <laughs> that, as much as that, and so it's not. And so it's not that there's anything wrong with it being in, in another era, but this other eras just don't look like that thing that child for sure. Yeah, and I can relate that to that. But
0: then it was interesting, I suppose, going back when mm. we watched the stuff because it was the first time you'd seen a lot of like the late Smith and Capaldi stuff.
1: Well, so that was kind of the thing. I was, go- yeah. It, Did it, you enjoy it
0: more than you expected to? Well,
1: yeah, I've realised I've got a really long round way of saying mm. the thing that, I doing the rewatch made me appreciate. It's just how many diverse eras there are of the show. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. how yeah. much, like, the show changes. And, yeah, because and we bef- we're pretty doing yeah. classic
0: as well. We pretty much dipped into a bit of everything.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and the thing that... I, beforehand, it was just this thing tinged with nostalgia that I adored. Yeah. Now I kind of see it as this much bigger show that has, like, goes through so many different sure. things. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all kind of wonderful for whatever reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was... I'd say that that was a really long-winded way of getting to like the thing I took away yeah. from our rewatch.
0: Um, just a quick audio note: if you, t- it would be great if you could hold the mic just nearer your mouth. All okay. the time. Because if you're looking away from it, then your voice yeah. quickly gets. Oh
1: um, uh, right, right. So- sorry, listeners. No, it's okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely cutting that out. Um, I was going to ask you, yeah. So obviously we did a bit of classic Q afterwards. we didn't do a full-blown classic Q marathon, but we did at least. At least one story from every mm. doctor, many of whom you kind you of uh, hadn't seen any of before. No. What were your main takeaways there?
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't know. This, this is going to be a bit of an unpopular opinion. No, go for it. Mostly rubbish.
0: <laughs> look, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, no. Look, it's an unpopular opinion, but it's one that I also hold, as my listeners will know. I famously said on this podcast... Famously. <laughs> um, I don't think I've famously ever said anything. Um, I've said on this podcast a lot, only slightly ironically, that... City of Death is the one good classic story.
1: That was the one I liked the most. Yeah, to be to be fair, and like
0: I'm joking about that, but I'm also only half joking.
1: I think I really enjoyed it. I really enj- it's that thing. I really enjoyed the perspective of watching it. Yeah, I had a really great time seeing where these ideas came from and where they generated Like, where these ideas that I then went on to love, where, like, the genesis of that was. And kind of being able to see... There was enough of it to go, I can totally see how RTD, Marfak, Chibnall, like, the thing that just happened, how that inspired them to do this, in my opinion, much better thing later. But I think... (laughs) I don't know, I... I really enjoyed chatting about it with you and cri- like talking. I was really good to talk while we but watched. You it.
0: said like you'd never have watched one on your own necessarily. But it
1: didn't. It didn't. Is City of Death, the exception to that though. City of Death, I'd e- happily rewatch. Cool. I think. What else? would like, I. I. Do you know? I really like both the Tom Baker ones we watched. Genesis. Of the Genesis. As is, well. I mean, is obviously another Love classic. Love that. Uh, other ones I'd watch. Less tight though than City of Death. Much less tight, but still like really brilliant. Tom Baker. I think also it was definitely I really learned to appreciate how the Doctor's very different as a character from how the Doctor's interpretate, interpreted in modern Who because it's, yeah. it's very much a show about the Doctor whereas in the classics often it would just be this situation that the Doctor happened to kind of be yeah, yeah, be yeah a yeah. bit involved in but not always that involved in at all and that's it's weird actually that's yeah. something
0: I touched on with my previous guest that I recorded ah. with last week
1: but yeah no, that, and that's that's great but it just isn't necessarily the show for me yeah. Um whereas Tom Baker's doctor very much was a, I mean, d- I, a doctor. Yeah, I'd say Tom show. Baker
0: is like the blueprint for the modern yeah. doctors in a lot of ways. I mean, you can you can talk I'd about really watch how
1: watch vengeance on Varus actually. <laughs> we'll get to that, that in a one. bit. Yeah, yeah.
0: But you you can talk about like you know how Patrick Troughton's inspired Matt Smith and mm. how um you know how Peter Davison is David Tennant's doctor and stuff, but really it's Tom Baker that is kind of the one that they all look to. Oh,
1: it's so clear in just that like leading man it, nature of yeah, it. Yeah, and, and,
0: and not just the acting either. The mm. the the writing too.
1: Yeah, because I j- like I think it's quite a famous scene, is it? That um, when he's holding the two wires. Yeah, the have I the right scene. And that's such a sort of the that that's the particular individual sort of character moral question that yeah, yeah, yeah. who would ask all the time. Sure. Um, I did, but I think that's the thing. Like, it's for me, it was just a little bit too old of a show to me to like jump in and probably want to do it Mm. wholeheartedly. But there were. Would you watch more? Yeah, with you. (laughs) Yeah, but you wouldn't watch them on your own. No, just just knowing myself, I'd never sit down and go, "That's what." We
0: could we could sort of I could pick out some
1: of the like, not
0: necessarily more really good ones, but like some very very weird ones, Mm. and we could do it that way. I I think think that might be interesting.
1: I. Yeah, I think one of of the things... What were the things I really liked? I was so Oh my God, we're about
0: to (laughs) to head into a very bad situation with these lights. We've got a a pedestrian diversion. (laughs) So we're going to have to go single file. Go ahead.
1: All right. Um, Things I really like. I think I had all these ideas because I had images. I knew all the images. I knew all the names of the classic doctors. Yeah. So I think the one that... Patrick Troughton surprised me so much with how wonderful he is. Because
0: I remember you saying at the time you expected him to be more similar to Hartnell, right? I
1: thought he'd be the worst one, actually. I thought he'd be just kind of... Uh, Hartnell but without it's not original anymore yeah. it's just some grumpy old man because the images of him kind of look like a grumpy old man so. yes that's true, that's and then true. I can't
0: maybe maybe I, Pat and just hated um, having publicity photos done
1: I wonder but it, just the, that first scene of Enemy of the World and he's running off into the beach I think yeah yeah yeah. Was so and it was so like full of laughter and lo- like it was such a bubbly character.
0: Wondering where we should go. We could go to do you think we should go that the way. Do you think it's open? Okay? It does look open, yeah. I'm quite nervous to go in the park with this okay. machine at this Let's time not of night. Do, do you know, that know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Should we go this way? Yeah yeah. Cool. Um just yeah, I mean, this podcast could just end in a mugging quite easily. I I was thinking about that. <laughs> I like
1: I don't think I'm the sort of person that I. I, I in those situations I go really, really quiet. I, so don't, I don't, you know, know, I don't
0: think people would mug you with the from this. I, d- I just think, I mean, touch word, but like, I yeah. think it looks too proper, doesn't it?
1: Um, but yeah, Patrick and surprised you. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I thought he was just such a wonderful character. Yeah, because the one we watched with his as enemy of the world. Yeah, and that that was a real highlight actually. I think that's the thing. I, uh, I would rewatch it, but I also thought that one was a bit long as well. I yeah, I mean a lot of those
0: early ones are. Um, I think if I was going to show you another Patrick Draton one I'd show you The Mind Robber, which is like really different and it's so it's all set in the land of fiction and it's uh, like more of a whimsical one and it's only a four-parter.
1: That's quite But I think whimsy suits he does have that Matt Smith yeah tone about him and then yeah having him play doing the dub, the double act mm. part of it was just it was equal parts camp and just brilliant. Yeah yeah yeah. And you 100%. just it was it was Sort of like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, but also a bit like yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Norbit, definitely <laughs> in
1: a way. I don't know, Norbit. <laughs> yeah, you know that is that the Eddie Murphy film? Yeah, yeah. Where he's playing a million characters. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Um, where are we gonna go next? Um, we could go We're left here. T- talk about the marathon. Oh, I was talking about the conversation. Oh, right. but yeah, we could go left here. It's probably <laughs> the best idea.
1: Um, well, what, what, what should we go through the marathon a bit more? Because I, do you know what I think? Can I flip the interview a bit? Yeah, go ahead. What was... Because you've you've obviously watched a lot of these episodes loads and loads and loads of times.
0: Yeah, although some of them, like, not loads and loads. Mm. Like, there was a lot of the kind of RTD ones and some of the Capaldi ones I was watching again that I've maybe only seen once or twice.
1: What what about it was was surprising Um, going through this time? With me, maybe, like, watching it with with a newbie.
0: Yeah, I think... I think I'd expected a greater consist- consistency from the RTD years. I think mm. even though, obviously, the Moffat era gets a bit wobbly yeah, um, in places, especially in sort of like, you know, the Matt Smith, uh, the, the mid-Matt Smith stuff, mm. Series 7, like, you know, some of Series 9 is a bit shaky, even though I yeah. really love bits of it. Um, I think I was surprised by how much of the RTD era stuff I was kind of... Just looking at my watch during.
1: There was I I got that because that's the bit I love and have all the nostalgia yeah. for. Yeah. Remember every single episode. And don't get perfectly. me wrong. There was
0: loads of great stuff that I love. But I remember again. the
1: beginning of season three taking its toll on us. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Season three was a was a slog because you've got it's, Daleks all, dynamite and Manhattan. it's yeah. all dynamite at the end. It's all dynamite at the end, and you know
1: that's coming. Yeah. But then, yeah, Daleks
0: and Manhattan. a slog. It was like it was because we were doing it, and it was like. The best bit of our day because it's while we were working Mm. and then we we would look forward to on the lunch break break for the the
1: record not while we're working no no for sure (laughs) (laughs) in
0: case anybody at law business research is listening (laughs) um yeah no I, i i ended up thinking like oh okay so we've got a shakespeare code today Right, it's going to be next week now before we hit a good one.
1: Yeah, because I remember just going. Kind of got that feeling. Like in that in that se- segment, just being like, come on, Gridlock, because that was our little. Yeah, bit yeah, of yeah. Se- that was our saviour moment.
0: Gridlock's like in a bit of an oasis in that oh, front half of the a season, isn't it? Beautiful, yeah.
1: beautiful episode. Probably one of my favourite of all of them. Yeah,
0: I would agree, actually. It's one of my favourite RTD episodes, for sure. Shall we stop and check that the machine is still going? Yeah. Do you want okay. me to have a look? Yeah, if you unzip the bag. And also, on the screen, there should be like a little battery indicator in the top left hand corner it um, should be either one two or three bars
1: one, two bars and the button is still on great still red we'll
0: keep going for a bit then if it's two bars also we can't lose it because if the battery runs out then the machine saves it before it shuts down which is quite useful that's
1: good um, the thing so I think one of the things this might be a bit of a bland comment for your listeners yeah but um, I definitely I don't know where I'd heard this line but it's quite common theory that like Capaldi was great, but the writing was bad. Yeah, Is yeah, this yeah. And I, I just—that was an opinion I had, having basically never seen an episode of it. Yeah, going into this, it, but I had that opinion for some reason. Sure. And then, I watch. mean, I used to yeah. feel like that during the Capaldi era. Weirdly, it's right. only really going back that I've because it's a really common internet meme-like yeah. opinion. And then watching it for the first time, like not that blind, because you know, I'd I'd, I'd go browse the internet enough to have that opinion. Mm-hmm. And it, I was I was blown away by the Capaldi era. Well,
0: you spend a lot of time on the the Gallifrey subreddit, right? Yeah,
1: I quite like I, I like that's where I sort of, especially after we'd watched an episode, I might go there, and go like, oh, that's a good way yeah, of finding. Yeah. It. I think I'm not as good. I don't really know how to use Twitter that much. So that was I was sure. like, oh, Reddit makes is a good forum for this. Mm. Um. They've got some toxic opinions on there. Though. <laughs> <laughs> what is the consensus is.
0: like in in the Gallifrey sub? Because I've never been, I've never really been in it.
1: do you know what they I think the consensus is Capaldi's the I think they're I'd say their favourite doctor
0: oh really on overall yeah probably but they don't like the scripts they
1: really well I don't know where I got this I don't think that's a common opinion now I think I think they've really flip-flopped on my opinion since uh, the Jodie seasons okay because a lot of I'm just it's a lot of toxic yeah yeah yeah. that like you kind of kind of Get out It's that a bit out. not yeah. not my doctory. Yeah, sometimes they are. It's just fair criticisms. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think Reddit does skew a certain demographic sure. anyway. So that yeah, I agree. It's actually. always yeah. it's, You kind of gotta <laughs> you gotta browse Reddit with that in mind. With yeah. caution. Yeah. Sure. But I was yeah. So watch it, watching Kamala because that's the that's that was I think the real stuff we were excited for because that's the stuff yeah, I'd I mean, never seen.
0: I remember really being like really hyped when I knew that. Um, Heaven Sent was coming. Like, well, when I knew we were going to watch Heaven Sent, I was like... Yeah, I'd
1: never... What? I had no and Hellbent, idea to be that fair, was but coming. Heaven Sent
0: even more because it's so... Did you even know that, that he... That an episode like that existed?
1: I, I knew... On Hellbent Front, I knew... I'd seen images of him on Gallifrey. Yeah. So I knew, like, something in that realm does okay. happen at some point. But I had... I... I I had no idea that this show would ever have the bandwidth to, like, dare do an episode like yeah. that, actually. Yeah. I really didn't expect it. And it was... It's just an immaculate bit of art, isn't it? That is that <laughs> it's, it's stunning, is yeah. It's totally yeah. stunning.
0: One of the best TV episodes ever, of anything. It's,
1: yeah, it's it's completely different from the show. I think that's what's fascinating. I wonder if, if I'd have just stayed watching it, if I'd have enjoyed it, if I'd have seen it when it actually happened live. Yeah. Because it's so not the Doctor Who that child me loved. It's a completely different show. No, but I in think so many ways.
0: You know, by that stage like Stephen had been on board for so long as a show Oh it's very clearly his direction. He, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he'd sort of I mean he'd made everybody comfortable. Or <laughs> or not, I guess, but he, you you yeah. knew what you were getting with Stephen by then and he'd kind of prepared you for it. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Um What else surprised you during our marathon?
1: During our marathon? Um Think the or, what or what
0: were your highlights then? In what general, were my
1: highlights. Um, I wasn't ready for how often Matt Smiths would bring me to Matt Smiths. Matt Smith would bring me to tears. Oh, he does that very He's easily. Such, and yeah, I, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm a sucker for sentimentality, and sure. like it, I, I love being manipulated by art. Which is why Richard Curtis is probably my favourite t- film writer. Yeah. Uh, which we're is we're in that
0: place we were in again before. we have gone in a circle with the pedestrian oh, um, yeah. area. Should we walk back yeah, in the, yeah, other the other direction? Yeah, just go the other direction. Um, we have to swap oh, around yeah. though <laughs> yep
1: <laughs> um, great yeah I always think how weird that must have looked to all the cars we're passing now <laughs> yeah so true <laughs> like whenever you have to turn around suddenly yeah 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 um I've lost my train you of you were thought. talking
0: about um how Matt Smith made you cry a lot
1: yeah just ah, oh, just his silly face and how sad it looks yeah. sometimes you know it uh who was your favorite
0: doctor going in and and has that stayed the same coming going out of in, the marathon?
1: I was staunch David Tennant. Right.
0: Uh I'm going to predict you're going to say that you that he's still your favorite but less staunchly.
1: I I think no, I'd fully say Matt Smith now. Really? Yeah, I f- I think Tennant honorable not even seconds not fair. Like honorable first in a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, Tennant was, you know, like the author of my childhood, sure, alongside sure. Chris and but less so just because he was around for less time. Yeah, um, I talk about this a lot in terms of nostalgia and childhood, aren't I? Um, That's okay.
0: It's Christmas. It's a, it it's, is a, it's Christmas. the time for that.
1: Matt Smith, though, uh, he just blew—he blew me away with his performances. He blew me yeah. away with the way the, the way he was so clearly this ancient alien in a young man's body, this flimsy, plasticky, alien young man's body uh, that just... Adored children. I think that I mean, was the it's thing. A, it's it's a well-tread, Yeah, it's a
0: yeah. well-tread cliche, but it's definitely true. Yeah. And he, he's amazing with kids. It you're was, so it right. Was
1: every time he was with young Amy Pond, I yeah. was bawling yeah. my eyes out. For sure. I just, I loved, I loved the way he interacted with children. And that was like a really big part of his Doctor,
0: I think. I think Capaldi kind of has that too, though. Like when you think about mm. his interactions with, um, with uh, is he called Grant? The guy in uh, Doctor Mysterio. Yeah. K- with him at the start of the story. Oh,
1: that's really nice. Yeah. yeah. That's really sweet. He has
0: a similar thing.
1: I re- I, l- I, like how Capaldi was so clearly not doing what Matt Smith was doing. There was that kind of, uh, Matt Smith is a silly man taking children seriously. Yeah. Whereas Capaldi was a, 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 a very serious man that just took them... As other, you know, very real entities and beings. Yeah, and but kids like that. Like, yeah, yeah.
0: even in a, in the Forest of the Night, like obviously they play it as the doctor's really irritated by all these children, mm. but he's not really, and you can tell he's not.
1: Yeah, I I don't think he's any more irritated with them because they're children. No, no, he's it's because they're humans, just as them being silly, stupid apes. Yeah,
0: and you're obviously, I think, as a kid, like you're drawn to adults that are like mm. that. Oh, I Do you loved, know what I mean. Oh, uh, there was. Like teachers who are maybe a bit grumpy, but you know they're just, it's just because you're another person, not because you're a kid.
1: Well, like, like growing up, I went to this youth club uh, yeah. every Thursday, uh-huh. and just the guy that ran it was this guy called, um, shall I name him? Adam Malaman. Is it weird to name him? He was a lovely guy. He's, right. a, he's a DJ now, na- a radio DJ. Shout man, out. Uh, somewhere. Uh, but he was just this guy, who, he must have been sort of late 30s, but just talk to children and we'd have been only about 14 then talk to children like they're adults yeah you could it was such a good sounding board for you going i'm a bit worried about this about my future and instead of having an adult discussion he had an adult's opinion on a discussion at this level playing field yeah i mean it's it's totally the best way to talk to kids yeah like having worked with kids like yeah he's he's such a strong memory still of like how helpful this guy was yeah
0: like kids obviously Mm. needed to be need to be treated in a different way to uh than grown-ups do yeah but like yeah. you they know when you're talking down to them like children really mm. do know that i think they, they they pick up on it um what were we going to get to next we had i feel like we had three topics didn't we we, we had did, the marathon yeah. we had something else
1: i'm trying to think if there's anything that's like really notable about the marathon that I mean, I just, I loved a lot of it. I don't know if it's not as interesting to really talk about just being like, I just thought loads of it was great and I'm really glad I've now seen it. Well,
0: I don't want to go into this too much because it's Christmas. But um, we went back and watched series um, 11 and 12. Mm. And I was hoping that I would kind of be able to reevaluate some of it. But I ended up kind of having the same uh, sort of quibbles with it that Mm. I did when I originally watched it. But there were a few stories where I was like, no, that is really
1: bloody good. Some of them came out of the woodwork. And like the ones one I'd
0: th- enjoyed previously, I enjoyed even more.
1: I think, yeah, because there was that sort of, without the, the pressure of going, like, what's going to happen? Like, where's this season going? You could just watch the individual episodes on their For own sure. merit. And then things like, it takes you away. Which That's the one I'm thinking think of. which yeah, think my too, favourite. Actually, favourite. Yeah. Because I just love Cummings just being, e-chewing the scenery. Yeah. Yeah, as King James and just thought he was the funniest thing like genuinely one of the funniest things in Doctor Who ever
0: yeah yeah and even even like something like Spyfall which obviously I got we've got our problems with part Mm. two and we discussed that on this podcast before yeah but part one I was just like I I was surprised that I was surprised that my joy at how flashy part one was hadn't gone anywhere when I watched it again hmm I don't know whether you felt that way. Or was it kind uh, of soured by part two when you went back?
1: I, yeah, uh, Spifle wasn't one of the ones that impressed okay. me on the rewatch. Well, the ones that impressed me were It Takes Your Way really did. Yeah. Um, Tell you what, Demons of the Punjab. Like, of the people Punjab. talk about Rose how good as it was. Well.
0: And I was, I was mm-hmm. never like... Obviously, I've always liked Demons of the Punjab, but I've always been a bit like, I don't really get what people's huge thing is about it. But I think I really do now. It was, it, it was again.
1: such a stunning... I don't know, just musing on memory and loss and yeah. history and 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 uh, like well, such an amazing and so tastefully example, done. Such an amazing example of like a non-monster as well. Yeah, and I a way love of love that as, yeah. a, as like a
0: concept and a way of doing a historical um, without doing a celebrity historical too.
1: Yeah, because
0: like the, the, Ro- as much as Rose is brilliant, mm. it obviously focuses on this politi- one kind of historical figure, whereas Demons of the Punjab. It's about regular people. To be fair, though, Rosa as well
1: was amazing. Like Rosa, yeah. bringing the thing of things that brought tears to my eye. Like the, the the ending of Rosa had me crying as yeah, well. Yeah, like yeah, That was, I think, it's Bradley uh, the Walsh's use of the face, music, isn't it? The use of the music's really clever. Yeah. Um Bradley Walsh's face. Also, just like from Mallory Bradman, that that twist, like unbelievably clever bit of writing to sort of twist it so that it's Bradley Walsh that has to get out of the seat. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. that is just. I mean that was, that's a genius way of playing with the issues of time travel to do like a perilous history moment. Mm -hmm. It was so clever and it was so emotional because it's it's such a horrible situation it puts him in. Yeah, but the gravity of it was so perfect. I I thought I thought it was, even though I know other people have issues of like approaching history in this way where you can't really do much. You have to just keep it exactly the same. Yeah,
0: I think it like more widely has bad implications but I think I wouldn't
1: want every historical to be like we can't touch history
0: and I think if if that had been the only story like that in that season Mm. I wouldn't have had yeah I I wouldn't have noticed but it's because it's one of several stories in series 11 where the doctor is unable to or refuses to intervene it's kind of then part part of a bigger picture. So
1: yeah, as a, as a single episode, it is just and as a concept, as to change up the way of doing historicals as well for an episode. Yeah. brilliant. Couldn't fault it. Yeah, steamers of the Punjab as well. Brilliant. Absolutely, just stunning to look at episode as sure. well. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, Witchfinders phenomenal, um, and it takes you away. Is it, weird in all the ways. I love it's, I and also actually, do you know what? Watching rewatching this time, Orphan Fifty Five. Endeared yeah. itself to me, yeah, because I just we loved both found ourselves B-movie enjoying that, was, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but
0: Not I even that I hated it that much at the time, but I, yeah, I i remember enjoying it again on rewatch. Mm. Shall we check the machine again, yeah. Jonathan? And um, we may have to change the batteries this time, actually. Okay. Um, in which case, I'll crouch down and do that.
1: Uh, still is recording. We're on
0: one bar, one bar. Okay, let's just change them for good measure. Is right. everything, no what were we talking about before we stopped? We were talking about all the the Jodie stories that surprised you. Uh, There was some kind of current era news that I wanted to discuss which is obviously since uh, the last time we spoke Mm. it's been revealed that um, Ryan and Graham are definitely going at Christmas. One of my big opinion
1: changes re-watching this last two series actually is I really didn't like Ryan the first time watching it. Sure. And then I've noticed how like Good he Why? Is like what is? Comedy.
0: Was it you didn't like about him? I so I went at the first Tosin Cole's performance. Tosin really.
1: Cole, I thought it was a very flat performance. Sure. I thought he was doing. He wasn't getting particularly interesting lines, and he was doing nothing with them.
0: I still do think that a bit, but I think I have re-evaluated it slightly. Just
1: watching him and noticing like small comedic. Yeah glimmers of like like when he is given moments to shine comedically sure he runs with it he's so funny and i think so it's a shame
0: windy. his comedic side hasn't been played with more i think
1: they didn't realize he's a, yeah he's a, i think they thought he, he they cast him a bit as kind of grumpy teen yeah when actually he's cheeky teen or they forgot
0: it. to make the grumpiness funny enough
1: yeah so he's not yeah. like oh what's that sketch where it's just like Kevin, the teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) Like you know that kind of teenager. Yeah. Um. No, like, and then watch it, like him in Villa Diodati when he's sort of squaring up (laughs) over playing chopsticks badly, and then he nearly ends up in a duel.
0: Little touches like in Arachnids in the UK, where he's doing the shadow puppetry. So funny. Yeah, really funny. So funny,
1: funny. and it's, uh, and you just you know when like it's so clear that his character just clicks into place and there. Wa- I think he's kind of a missed opportunity in that vein yeah because yeah, there yeah, was yeah. so clearly I think something I've, I just wish they realised that and, and like and I know yeah. I've
0: said this again and again and again pretty much every Chibnall era review podcast mm. I've done but um, it's the accent I just think the accent is such a massive part of why the performance doesn't work well, I, I think yeah. he can't do it he hasn't been given an accent coach so that he can do it and it's you can tell in all of his lines he's really, really concentrating on doing that accent.
1: Yeah, it's such. A, uh, can, I can. Only I, I don't. I do not think I'm overstating be, that problem. I, I. can't do accents anyway. No, me neither. And and to do it consistently while acting. Yeah. That must be. A so really ma- hard so much some some actors can yeah. really
0: do it. But oh, it's, oh yeah. But you've got you've got to make it become second nature. Like I um. I watched this guy, I think you probably watched it, on Wired on YouTube.
1: Oh, he's the accent coach. He's an accent coach yeah. guy. Mike, a bit closer if possible. Amazing YouTube videos, that yeah, guy. Yeah, they're so incredible. Sexy man. Yeah, so sexy, isn't he? Sexy Eric, man telling you how to yeah, talk. Yeah, he's called oh, about Eric Singer. Yeah.
0: Um, and he, he always talks about, like, to do a good accent, you've got to kind of completely change the shape of your mouth and, like, mm. You've got when to live in the accent. It's like really true
1: of language learning as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, whenever I've... I can imagine, even learning, though I don't like speak I any other actually, languages. Uh, I remember someone telling me once that when uh, Chinese, ch- when children in China are learning English, yeah. they often complain about how sore their cheeks are. Because they just... You move... When you're speaking Chinese to when you're speaking English, you move your cheeks in such a different oh, way. really? That, like... <laughs> children if after like the end of a long day they were like talk it was as if you'd been smiling in a horrible wedding for too long yeah it's yeah, like yeah. that kind of issue because you just you're using your muscles differently completely differently
0: yeah that's really weird I hadn't thought about that um but yeah it it takes a lot of like it's it's almost a form of method acting to do an accent and I just don't think you nailed mm. it and I think that is the key problem. But yes. Yeah,
1: but overall, that was my big, I think one of my big opinion changes was going from thinking Ryan was just sort of phoning in and didn't yeah. want to be there. Sure. To actually realizing he's a bit underdeveloped. But when he is, when he does get sort of some good material. Yeah. Just seeing how much he shone and just being like loving some Ryan moments. For sure. So much.
0: For sure. And I think it's a shame because obviously the same is true of Bradley Walsh. Like he was a great, Comedy performer too, and it seemed like. But they just
1: gave him loads more. Yeah, they yeah. knew
0: how to utilise him a bit more. Um, yeah. And they're both going a new year. What do we think? Because I think it's been it's been interesting how that's not been played up in the marketing at all. Like compared to the other
1: companions' exits over the years, where it's mm. like, you know, Clara leaves this week or I always knew Rose that, that, was, this week. that it was coming while watching. When I was watching live, I was super aware of a companion. That was the day they left.
0: Yeah. Whereas I don't think we get, I don't think it feels like that as much.
1: Is that maybe us? I mean, I'm um, maybe I'm talking, f- um, just on my behalf, but not being like I'm not following it on social media the way I might have done if I was a kid watching it right now. Maybe if you're in, so, w- does the social media push that it's happening? I don't know. No, I mean they've
0: announced it, yeah. but it's not like it's more about Jack being back. Yeah, which is the pretty which is fine. News. It's a big yeah. selling point
1: and to, to like non fans as well. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's the sort of thing, it's the sort of thing that will get my mum watching for sure. What that Jack's back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. I mean she he, remembers that I mean, the, the mums love him, right? Oh, my mum, my <laughs> such a thing for Jack. For Barrerman, yeah, I think will my dad she still has like him now he's Jack had work well.
0: done though, and he looks a little bit like no, uh, do an you No, know,
1: my mum is so gonna like we'll watch it because we'll, we'll hopefully be able to watch it all together. Yeah, and she'll just sort of she, her only comment will be like. Oh, why did he do that? You know, why why has he done that to his face? Yeah, yeah. What, that that's gonna that's classic. My mum. That's the only thing she'll have as a comment on the whole episode.
0: <laughs> I mean, I I saw Ellard was tweeting about like, he was being a little bit. I don't want to say rude, but he was being a bit rude about <laughs> John Barman's face. Uh, he looks
1: great because he's like but he was saying
0: he? that it it affects yeah. it would affect your ability to act if you had
1: such drastic cosmetic surgery i mean tell that to share in mamma mia too
0: <laughs> but i think it does cuz you're literally removing yeah it does possible like, like uh, muscular tissue from the face that's
1: it a t- 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 i, I mean that's why you get those c- sort of older actors with the really wrinkly faces like ian mckellen yeah and just he's They're still so, so emotive yeah, yeah. whereas yeah whereas that's, you know I don't think Ian McKellen and Mr. Holmes and Cher and Mamma Mia two are trying to achieve the same thing. No, but they're similar ages and For clearly, sure. you know, Cher Sh- 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 doesn't really have that dramatic range anymore. Oh, and
0: she probably never did. Like she,
1: yeah, know, she's, she's more she's known, known as a singer. But well, I guess she did have kind of like a like she roasted Sonny and Cher and yeah, true. It's sort of like an S. That was kind of like an SNL of its time,
0: wasn't mm. it? Should we have some Quality Street? Yeah, yeah. So because I've it's Christmas, really I bought a bag of. Quality Street with me. Hang on. I'm going to have to take my gloves off. Right, you're going to, because it's dark, you're just going to have to put your hand in. Oh, and. um True random this selection. This isn't very COVID safe, but. Yeah, just put your hand in. Yeah. We'll see how it goes, what what oh. you get.
1: Please, actually, what are you know, hoping it's not? I was going to claim I'm hoping it's not a coconut, but I actually do like them. Gre- which one's the green one? <laughs> you got the.
0: It's just a chocolate block.
1: Ah, oh, that's okay. It's 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 not Cadbury's. It's Nestle. Ooh. I know. They're evil, aren't they? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm
0: putting the strawberry cram back in. I can't handle it.
1: Oh my God! Leaving it for me. I love the cream ones actually. Got a
0: chocolate brownie. Oh. N- newly
1: I mean, added. That a new
0: one. Yeah, it's been in newly Nestle. added.
1: Okay. I love those garishly oversweet like. Uh, is it strawberry cream? Yeah, strawberry cream, cream or orange cream, yeah. I love that. I love how sickly sweet it is. And artificial. I really like an artificial flavour in a mm. sweet.
0: Yeah, I'm not so keen. Are you looking forward to New Year's Day with um with uh, the Doctor Who story in mind, I mean, mm. not just in general. Uh in general? No. New Year's <laughs> Day is is invariably shit.
1: Uh yeah, I've, I the trailer looks great. The trailers have always looked great, though. But I think all the material is there. I, I think, especially re-watching it, I, I was really pessimistic last time around when watching it live, yeah. uh, the most recent stuff. I've kind of changed my tune. I think all the material is there yeah. for them to knock it out of the park. And uh, I'm really, I'm just, I'm optimistic they will. I recognise they've not got the best track record anymore. I think I'm slightly worried that it's going to feel.
0: I mean, to be fair, though, the New Year's ones have all all been relatively good. Like, Resolution's okay. Um, Spy 4 Part 1, pretty great, especially at the time. I forget that was on New Year's one, yeah. Yeah, um, and this one we'll see. But, yeah, the thing I'm worried about is that it seems a bit. It's like it's offering a political commentary that's quite dated.
1: Well, it's, it's quite telling that it would have been filmed when uh, May... I nearly <laughs> said Thatcher there, <laughs> when May was still Prime That's Minister. how long... That's how prepared yeah, they yeah. were. They filmed it in the in the 1980s. But, I mean, like, it is... it is.
0: What is Theresa May, if not Thatcher 2.0? Thatcher
1: 2.0. Well, I mean, there's a lot of it to be said. Let's not. <laughs> uh, let's not start on that. Um... Uh, Yeah, I I I I I really like the new design of the Daleks. I read somewhere that Chibnall's explanation is he thought you know if these were really squids in sort of tanks, they shouldn't look like people in pepper pots. And I I'm really on side with him on that. Like I really like there's something skeletal and terrifying about it. On side with him
0: about that. Like I kind of see what you mean if it was anything Mm. else, but it it, statements like that always feel a bit like let's try and make the Daleks less embarrassing, which I've is kind of a I mean it was something that was necessary in 2005 obviously with mm. the Rob Sherman Dalek script but I think I think as time has gone on it's become less necessary and it's just giving me that you know the production team yeah. are embarrassed to be making Doctor Who vibes I've had a mm. few times before from this from this era.
1: Yeah, I I think there's something there's always something to said for like embracing the B B movie campness of yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Um and do you know what That's what I don't want to miss. The amazing thing actually is, is you think, is it Stolen Earth, the episode I'm thinking of, where like the Daleks did just, you know, they've always looked a bit camp and a bit rubbish. Yeah. But the way that he built that script to that point at which Jack, you know, is saying, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. That was genuine terror. Oh, that's in Parting of the Waits. Yeah. No, no, no. This is when he's telling it to the Torchwood team. When he Oh realizes yeah, the yeah, yeah. Since are Daleks. Daleks. yeah, yeah, And He's just sure. going. There's nothing I can yeah. do. There's absolutely nothing. But I'm there's really still, sorry. there's
0: still something really camp about
1: it. It's still camp. They're getting like, away with both. It does camp and is genuinely horrifying. Yeah, it's so, like it's so gutturally like mm-hmm. scary because it's it because it's just done well. like yeah. It's it's the script's good. The acting knocks it out of the park. Everyone looks sure. genuinely scared. Yeah, and it's. I wonder if it's that thing though. Like, there's only so many times you can really make statements like that before you know it's a bit like crying wolf
0: yeah for sure
1: and you at some point you know they do have to come and truly mess things up if you're going to keep on getting away with those yeah that's so true
0: that's so true well we'll see how it goes i guess on new year i don't want to i'm gonna
1: i've I've got a lot of faith i've got a bit of faith i'm
0: I'm wary i'm wary of saying too much ahead of time um should we do some unpopular opinions yeah
1: yeah, let's see. What was, was there Bef- before we
0: do, I, I yeah. think I want to turn the gain up on your microphone, because okay. it sounds qu- significantly quieter than mine. All right. Lovely. So we're going to stand in this bus stop, and let's you're going to help it. me do that. So if you unzip the bag again...
1: Yep. Am I the first one or the second one? I don't remember which one you are. So is, is it just... Uh, I'll try input two. No, because input one's lower on gain, so I'll try that. Okay. How is this changing me? That is me?
0: significantly better. But Is don't that good? Is that a th- good level? That is much better. Don't do it any higher than okay. that. Okay,
1: we're good. And we're m- still recording.
0: That is much better. Was it significantly lower, the gain? Sorry? Was the gain significantly lower on yours?
1: Uh, No, only like a notch.
0: Cool, okay. All right, well, listeners are going to have to deal with just kind of like a little bit of shit audio on your end for for That's about 20 okay. minutes of the can podcast. Can I have another quality street? You can have another quality street.
1: Oh, amazing. Merry Christmas, Jonathan. Yeah. Let's go on to the next segment of the show. <laughs> Happy
0: Chanuka, as Smokey oh, Robinson would b- say. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Happy Chanuka. I don't know what Chanuka is. <laughs> I'll leave a, I'll leave a link to that in the description. This is actually last night Chanuka. Oh, really? I've got another one okay. of the green ones, and I don't want the same one again, so I'm double dipping. Okay. That's a toffee. I'll take that.
0: Okay, I'm going to have one again as
1: well. Should we go down this quieter road? Let's do it. Orange Crunch. Oh, Love. I could so easily just say I love all of them though, because mm. such a sweet tooth. Anything chocolate, and you've kind of got me on site. Yeah. yeah. All
0: right. Let's do unpopular opinions. Let's talk about.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you Let's want
0: talk about the, the the craziest one of all. Yeah, you know all three of mine, so you yeah. you you choose.
1: I know which one you're choosing.
0: Let's do the sacrilegious opinion you had. During our classic, sorry for anyone who hates eating sounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: nom, nom, nom.
0: The sacrilegious opinion that you ended up having during our classic
1: Who watch along. So, I thought the worst one we watched was Caves of Androzani.
0: And I.
1: Should I finish the opinion or should I just uh, start off with my explanation?
0: I would like you to finish the opinion and then explain. Okay.
1: So I thought Caves of Androzani was rubbish, um, and I thought Vengeance on Varus was a purposeful improvement and took all of the elements of Caves of Androzani and turned it into a good episode. Now what's weird about this is that
0: most people are think the complete opposite, which is that Caves of Androzani is a sort of one-time risk that pays off that you can never do again, and that Vengeance on Varus and lots of other stories around it that i guess you haven't seen mm. are trying to do case of zoni again to diminish in returns each time
1: may yeah, so i think in it, to to give a bit more context the only s- Doctor story, yeah. is Vengeance of is that's the only one I've seen, yeah. And then, uh, we also watched the five doctors, we did, that's but, true. But, um, but that's the only that I've watched those two fifth doctor episodes, that's yeah. it, yeah. So, that that might be, I think some you
0: still have a right to an opinion, though.
1: Uh, yeah, I like, I definitely, but like, I'm going into this quite blind, and I also watched it a while ago, and I can't remember them that well, but I'll just go on what I thought at yeah. the time, yeah. Um,
0: I found K- <laughs> Johnson and Ferris We actually watched in person together because oh, we it was, could at that point, it was yeah. during the bit where the restrictions were a bit relaxed and we cool, were allowed yeah. to actually be in
1: each other's homes. It was lovely. That was lovely watching that one together. Speaking of which, it's really not that cold tonight. No. I'm it's really been been not okay. cold. Sometimes it's been horrifyingly yeah. brisk and like a chill coming through yeah. sort of the streets. Um, I thought Keza Vandazani was needlessly grim. It's and very grim. And I found it miserable. And and Varus is very grim, but in a in a um, more absurdist but way. Varus, this is the thing. So, like, Androzani, I found unrelentingly miserable. And yeah. it's, it was sort of my idea of, like, it's what me as a kid would think drama is, making things horrible sure, happen okay. over and over and over again. Yeah. Like, it's like a series of unfortunate events, but there's no, like, mini catharsis yeah, baked yeah. in.
0: But I think almost that's the point of it. Maybe it... You know, it is that you haven't seen a lot of the other. Maybe it was because you hadn't watched it in sequence with everything else that was the issue. Because it didn't make
1: sense as a response. Yeah, sure. But I think I. What I found is yeah, I found for me, and maybe this is just the philosophy I approach Doctor Who with. Yeah. Um. I love I love it as a moralistic character It's someone that turns mm. up in a place and it's not in the best state but you know this this character But the tragedy is, of that story is that he can't do that on that occasion, no. Well, I just be better then. I just <laughs> I, I remember just thinking like this is just a group of horrible characters. Everyone's horrible. Yeah. And instead of grandstanding and like trying to do something about it, just sort of. He does his best, horrible. though. He I mean, you b- like
0: Midnight, and that's kind of the the 21st century case of anjazani in many yeah,
1: ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: no. I, I, like the I the, the Doctor rightly should regenerate at the end of Midnight. Yeah. Narratively, it's,
1: it's a similar sort of point of it's. It's like a, I've I've missed. I've lost the plot of what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah, here. I mean, it's significant that that basically
0: the next story after Midnight throws his whole like his regeneration arc begins, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 when you realise there's a limit to what this character can achieve. Yeah. Um but no I found so I found it miserable. Mm-hmm. And then I found Vengeance of Variance also had this miserable premise. Yeah. But it had at the core of it, in the political side of it. It had, you know, all those political people steering it. There were there were these two really camp, sure guys yeah. that were in this like uh, political thriller, and that they were just fantastic. Uh-huh. But then the thing that really saved it was, I think, was the commentary on the kind of viewer who enjoys watching mm. horrible things happen to people, and yeah. it was having these two characters that never interact really with a plot. Um, no, they never directly, do really, do sort they? of, because they press the button. Yeah, but they but never meet the doctor or anything. Exactly, they, they yeah. never see another character. No. They're these kind of Beckettian... Yeah, they uh, so Living in this miserable, endless existence of watching telly of executions ultimately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like choosing, kind of voting on executions. And I thought that was this like genius kind of, it was so like clear, like it was such a clear sort of like, uh, it was implicating the viewer as someone who, you know, pressed the button because they wanted to watch something horrible sure, happen. Sure, sure. And I found that like, that was, because th- suddenly it wasn't needlessly miserable. It was kind of, it was suddenly a criticism of me watching something needlessly for miserable. For sure, And I, yeah. I really engaged with that. I was like, oh, there's loads here for me to enjoy. Yeah. But yeah, I... I,
0: I guess, that yeah, Case of Angiadani doesn't have that same vein of dark comedy running through it.
1: It's not funny. No. Um, and Doctor Who doesn't always have to be funny, but I think it's best when it is. I'd agree. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, and I think that's the thing. It's not funny. Yeah. And it's, and there's not really a good moral, like, there's not, like, a sort of, like, and there's no catharsis of, and, you know, at least people learnt a lesson and everyone helped each other and it was lovely and, you know... I
0: suppose that the moral, you know, if there is a message to be taken from it, it's the Doctor's selflessness in giving the antidote to Perry.
1: And that was really nice. It was a really touching end. Yeah, although it's less selfless than it would be if a regular person did that. Yeah, (laughs) true. (laughs) Um... And that was, I mean, that is still an amazing ending. I just, yeah. that's the thing. I don't, it, I do not hate it uniformly. I just, it's, it's so that not. Is a,
0: that is a really great ice cream parlor, by the way. Ooh. Yeah. If you ever around these parts again, you should yeah. definitely
1: do that. It's, I think it's just, it's not the world that I sign up to, to watch yeah. when I'm watching Doctor Who. It's not a world view. Like I, I think also because I do like quite grim film and yeah, yeah, literature. Like I'm, I'm into that kind of stuff as well, but I'm not. Turning on Doctor Who with that in mind? No, I guess not. Um, so I'm, I'm I, I go to it for something else, and I Wha- thought it was egregiously nasty.
0: One, one of the things that um, the case of Anjazani and Vengeance on Virus have in common is they each have a very memorable, very nasty villain. Mm. Um, how would you? Ha- what are your feelings on both Sharaz
1: Jack and Sill? So, I mean, both are fantastic. Yeah, the performances so, and the characters, So, yeah, right? actually, you know, that's that's the thing. Yeah, like, I, I don't uniformly hate Kazan I just found it a tone that I couldn't really yeah. enjoy. But, yeah, what's his name? Shara's Jack. Yeah. I mean, that is... I mean, the costume itself is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's so camped. It's so, it's so sinister in, in mm-hmm. a really good way. And, like, he, he plays Perverse, the hell out right? of it. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's it's very BDSM. It's very purposely BDSM. Yeah. And then um Sills Silas Sill Sill. Um, he was hilarious. So funny, but <laughs> also terrifying and yeah, horrible. Yeah, like like just this sort of gross character. The way sort of just this like capitalist hunger for death. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you think Sills inspired by Jabba the Hutt at all? Obviously, that that the manner of how they speak is mm. different, but like this kind of literal slug who's a nefarious What's the kind business of person on,
1: this? on like, all of it? like when would, when uh, would that episode
0: of was like
1: 86 uh, oh, no so 84 so it would have been out by then yeah it it would the have been out genre, like yeah. a couple
0: of years earlier
1: uh yeah i wonder maybe maybe it just might be that kind of like that idea of a monster in the in the zeitgeist yeah. it was it was monsters looked like that at that point maybe um do you think sil is an ableist portrayal.
0: Well, I was ju- I was literally just gonna say there's something about how it's something impressive about how Syl is still frightening, even though he is not physically able and clearly you could run away from him very easily and all sorts
1: Oh, it's what he thinks is horrifying. And and, yeah, and it's just his whole by, manner yeah.
0: as well. But um, yeah I think that is also true of lots of villains. You know, you mm. get a lot of um Wheelchair bound, villains oh, it's a classic thing. I, uh, I mean, wheelchair f- bound is not the politically correct phrase either, is it? But wheelchair
1: users. Um, um, I I I can't remember who it is. Um, I think it's BFI. Maybe they've they've okay. said they won't accept, um, films with, or they won't fund films with villains with facial scars anymore. Right, okay. They've, they've sort of put a line under it. Going I mean, like, it's a really
0: is... common trope.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they've just gone, actually, do you know what? Loads of people have facial scars for whatever reasons. Mm. Very few of them are evil geniuses. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. a lot of children have facial scars. Like, I had a quite yeah. big scar that's it's no longer prominent on my face, but, like, as a young child, I had a big yeah. one. Didn't get bullied for it, luckily, but, you know... In, if it had been bigger and i had you know that sure. would have been great that would have been I, horrible
0: i mean there's a there's been a controversy recently over the the witches film where anne hathaway has these kind of um uh three pronged hands and they're like oh, essentially yeah. um yeah clawed these disfigured thing, yeah. clawed hands and um there's lots of people responding to it saying look like i've got a genetic disfigurement that means that my hands don't look dissimilar to that mm. and can you just please stop I making it's like this it's, into something horrific
1: it's such like a, a an old style trope of just kind of yeah things that look different are scary and and it's really hard to unwed ourselves from that for sure but it is it because is actually as well worth analyzing as a culture like why do we view ugliness as scary as bad as you know i 100 agree
0: and i think obviously people are always going to be troubled by things that are different aren't they because mm. like thi- like people are always going to be taken aback by difference in other people like that is kind of yeah. inevitable but I think the less we lean into that as a culture, the better.
1: There was a great opinion article I read, actually, about, um, you know, Rudy Giuliani? Yes. The lawyer for travel. Oh, when, when his hair When his, his hair, hair died. died? Ran, yeah, 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 And someone going, actually, as much as it's really tempting to laugh at this man for that moment... Yeah. You know, I, they had this great line at the end of it where it was basically going... But realistically, he's a bad enough man. Can we not turn it into things that nice people who just are yeah, a bit anxious about yeah, their yeah, hair yeah, might yeah. have the same issue?
0: I feel the same way when anyone like talks about the way Donald Trump looks, or like it's when people like, were rude about the way Theresa May looked. I exactly. Just thought, like
1: there's and the line at the end of it, which was great, is like these people are horrible enough on the inside. Let's not yeah, comment on their outfit. There's no need to talk about. And it's about. so true. Like, like it is. You know, it's very like convenient if, that yeah. Trump looks ridiculous. Yeah. But I mean, even me saying that is kind of not fair, isn't it? Like, you know, there's a lot. Well, of I think some things about his look, like
0: it's—I don't know. I think maybe it's I more mean, okay so to say the piss out of his some very purposeful choices. Of yeah, his, the yeah. choices he's made about the way yeah. he looks. But I think um, ridiculing him for his weight, for example, is not acceptable.
1: Yeah, and 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 so not a good point. Like the man no. has, you know, and we're like, getting very political. Yeah, now for your podcast, but, but I'm like sorry.
0: you can say like. I don't know like the, you you do often get the argument of well these these people are um you know if someone's that bad like why are we holding back like I'm not worried about upsetting Donald Trump but it's but not like, that's, that's not, not the not point you're upsetting you're yeah, upsetting yeah, yeah, yeah. all
1: the people who like like when you make fun of him for
0: Also you then know. you've got to put a line somewhere haven't you you've well got to go yeah. okay well I think this person is bad enough that we can that we can ridicule them for being fat or being well disfigured or whatever like
1: yeah being fat is funny when you're bad yeah yeah so like, what that's about a
0: weird are we, does that imply that we're just humoring all of the nice yeah, yeah, yeah. fat
1: people like no is it is it actually being funny isn't yeah yeah, yeah. Fu- like being fat isn't funny when you're fit sure when you're good like what it means no it's nonsense for sure but and then it kind of i I don't know this is this is maybe going into like a whole um pandora's box or i don't mind tangents, it, like, especially at um, christmas like, a lot of Doctor Who villains kind of follow this trope. Like, I mean, a lot of villains in fiction but is, as a this whole. this is though, just like, fiction's problem, isn't it? Yeah. This isn't really Doctor Who's problem. But you've I mean, got, it,
0: like, Davros is a key example.
1: Yeah, and, like, Davros, the problem with him is he's a Nazi. <laughs> yeah. It's not the fact that he's kind of <laughs> yeah. ugly. Yeah, or that he's a, that he uses a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The, the issue with Davros.
0: <laughs> yeah, it would be nice to get some more characters in, in Doctor
1: Who that are disabled um and are good characters Mm, yeah i i i my memory is not i'm not that good at like immediately bringing things to mind are there are there like ones that are quite prominent
0: of many off the top of my head i can think of um i believe she's called cass maybe is Mm. she called no cass that's one in in the um in the night of the doctor i forget the character's name but she's in under the lake and she is deaf deaf one Yeah, Yeah, yeah 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 She, I mean, she's one really great example. And that was a really great use of her deafness as, like, a story function. It's funct- used as a story yeah. point, but also I feel like even if it hadn't been, I wouldn't be like, oh, what's, what's the point of Rus- making this character Russell deaf? Russell T. Like Davis
1: is quite good um, at, putting in, at putting in, like, really diverse Oh, characters. yeah, he's very like, good at that. I mean, did you watch years, years and Years? And years? That's, yeah, 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 like, yeah. had... Um, what was it spinal bifida? Is that the thing that she had? I don't know what she's. Called. But like, is is an actor that just happens to have spinal yeah, yeah. bifida? It's, and but it's not mentioned in the in the script at all, it or takes, it is in it passing. It's at one point maybe briefly mentioned because yeah. it's relevant. Yeah. And that's it because it's just like, well, some people have spinal bifida. This actor does. She's in this family. Yeah. And it's yeah, I think that's a. She ends up having some rubbish political opinions in that yeah. show, though. So.
0: But but it's never it it's it's fine because it's not a trope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... like I almost think it. You know, I'm saying let's have more disabled characters in Doctor Who that are good. That's not even necessarily what I mean. I mean, let's not let's have more that aren't scheming supervillains. Yeah, it has to be angels. Like they'll just they just have to be people.
1: Yeah, yeah like it's it's that's such a... the the wrong approach to diverse casting is to yeah. just go. Uh, let's use them for these kind of impervious characters when it's yeah. instead just if you actually were just openly genuinely very very open in the way you cast a character yeah. or even much more open in the way you write characters is probably the better point sure um then you stop having to like fill quote you yeah. know and fill roles and just being like oh we'll put you know X person here we'll go yeah. like, oh there's a character for them and this is a real person it's a good character yeah uh, yeah, definitely. I'm not the expert on this sort of stuff, though, so...
0: No, we, I mean, neither of us are, but we've just yeah. gone into it at length. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were talking about the Caves of Anjozani versus Vengeance of Varus. Yeah. Had we capped that off, do you think? Um, we talked about that
1: enough? I think... I mean, ultimately, like, this is the thing. You could kind of tell, even while watching it, Caves of Anjozani thinks it's the better episode. <laughs> um, because, like, the endings... The cliffhanger... So you have the ending... The final ending, which is fantastic, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, the cliff should we hang- head this way yeah. sorry and um, the cliffhanger yeah, cliff ending with the like and there's nothing you can do to stop me when he's yeah, crashing yeah, the, so good. the plane uh, is you know all those moments are fantastic and so big and brilliant and, um, I
0: don't have a sense of whether Robert Holmes knew that he was writing a brilliant story or not actually uh, maybe he did, maybe I he didn't. I think it's because
1: it's the last of a series and it's a regeneration. But it's, it must. But it's
0: not, though. You get the twin dilemma after, after hey. it in the same season, which is, was a really weird choice, and has been consistently voted the worst Doctor Who story of all time. <laughs> really? Which is really <laughs> interesting because, obviously, Case of Vanjozani... Is the worst Doctor Who story <laughs> of all time. <laughs> but Casey Vanjozani has been consistently voted, if not the best, then, like, top top two, top three. Do you think it's
1: being next to it that causes it to have such a bad reputation?
0: No, I don't think it is that. I think it's that the Doctor (laughs) regenerates and then immediately attempts to strangle his companion (laughs) to death. (laughs) I've heard
1: about this.
0: (laughs) I think That's more the problem. I've heard
1: about this. I haven't seen it. Um, At some point, maybe we should watch that. Oh, we definitely should. I think we should watch that. That I'd I'd actually put that number one because... (laughs) uh, I also preferred Colin Baker to um, Peter Davison. No, that's nonsense. You didn't. I thought... I just found Colin Baker's performance, no, uh, Peter Davison's performance, very bland. Whereas I found Colin Baker's weird, so like patronising, yeah, and incredibly strange presence that I wouldn't want to be around. But that's not necessarily a bad thing about a doctor. And there's something wi- I like, just can't, I, I can't li- agree with you. I kind of like him as this weirdo that just is is sort of. A bit like an incel. Um, <laughs> that's it, though. Like, that's not what I want
0: from the Doctor.
1: No, but I, I could kind of get on board with it as like this kooky, weird era of the 80s yeah. when they were just like trying other things and throwing stuff at the wall and seeing which spaghetti piece stuck.
0: I think Peter Davison maybe is a, is an act, is a Doctor you've kind of just got to sit with a bit more.
1: I think also because we were rushing through them. I went straight from Tom Baker to yeah. Peter Davison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I love Tom Baker so much. Peter
0: Davidson's a much more subtle actor and he's a much more subtle performer.
1: And to jump into kind of his last episode. Yeah. I think maybe it might just yeah, I need to give him more time. For sure. Yeah, I think that
0: I think maybe that's true.
1: I think he's very pretty.
0: Very, yeah. I think
1: he's a gorgeous looking man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Cool. Should we move on to... Um, opinion numero deus.
0: Yeah. Let's let's go with your opinion that The Impossible Planet is...
1: The best and scariest episode of New Who.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm going to focus on scariest because I think best is... I mean, but, I've yeah, heard best, best before. Bit, yeah.
1: Um, My friend
0: Kezia also thinks that. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, scariest Kezia's got though, great opinions. She has got great opinions. Although one of her opinions when she came on this podcast three years ago is that... Multi-doctor stories are bad, and I can't agree with that. But oh, I do like them, yeah. Um, you were talking about yes, um, but the scariest then why the
1: scariest? So, uh, I mean, we've brought up, uh, grew up in a religious household, beautiful. so huh? we've just been called beautiful. I think a bit of a uh, bit of uh, calling on the podcast. Yeah, so? yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's g- thrown you. It's thrown in, you. <laughs> yeah, it has. Grew up in a religious household, uh, so. Demon things and hell. Yeah, religious, but not.
0: I suppose I was going to say, but not Christian. But I suppose it's similar imagery, isn't it? Well,
1: there's no devil, or or hell in Judaism. Right. So it's not really shouldn't have been as big as as big an issue for me as it was. But some, it was. I think the first portrayal. I don't know. You're still
0: growing up in a culture. Yeah. That you know that has a lot of references to To Christian imagery. Like
1: couldn't (laughs) watch episodes of Demon Headmaster really found wow, it okay. far too scary as Fair a concept enough. just like couldn't go near that show
0: have you seen any of the new one that was on CBBC last year
1: I did not know they made a new it's one it's really
0: no. bloody good I I interviewed the writer on this podcast I She's really? yeah she's excellent
1: anyway but yeah found found that when it was on our show found it the scariest thing in the world yeah. so then when and then I think the thing the core thing that I found so scary about it yeah is that the doctor's not dealing with a science. Just realised we haven't
0: checked the machine in a while. Sorry, I
1: just had a bit of a moment. Yep, still good.
0: You were saying the doctor's not dealing with a...
1: The doctor's not dealing with a sci-fi problem that you can solve by yeah. outsmarting... Like, at least this is... like
0: I find it's the it's impossible
1: planet much scarier than the Satan pit. Yeah, yeah. And that's the one that gave me nightmares. It's an
0: so existential threat, is it's, what it is.
1: It's suddenly, instead of dealing with a problem yeah it's yeah it's it's dealing with an existential that it's dealing with a question of like and it's and it's a faith it, when it's a faith-based enemy there is no running from the devil there is yeah, nothing, yeah, yeah. there's nothing you can actually do to stop it. and it's why the powers in the first episode are so vague yeah like you know okay so this this character can be em- embodied and kind of creep behind Toby for a while then it can be in Toby then it can yeah. get writing on his face then Toby can be outside it, and then he's like you know the devil's showing up in images he's possessing there's so many like
0: and then he obviously takes control of the Jude yeah an and there's, there's
1: no clear like rule of yeah. what he can and cannot do and instead of that being nonsense, sometimes that's nonsense in sci-fi when that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead it's so it makes it's, sense it's because, because it's, it's breaking out of the sci-fi, isn't it? Yeah. And into something bigger. It's into something f fu- and it's just suddenly it was dealing with yeah. morality as well, because there's there's always the implication whenever you have the devil that it's for things people deserve.
0: Yeah, yeah. As yeah, well. Yeah. And
1: I think that's well, I scare. And then on a real just like Good writing, good. Which always
0: feels worse. This is getting very deep, but I feel like when you're being condemned, or when you're when something bad's going to happen to you, and it's because of something you've done, and you know you've done that thing wrong, Mm. there's no worse feeling in the world.
1: It's yeah, you you deserve. Couldn't be worse. Punishment. It's horrifying. Like you knowing by your own. but
0: (laughs) But you knowing by your own moral code that yeah. you have done something wrong and that you deserve some kind of
1: it's unbearable. Yeah, horrible. And there's
0: nothing I honestly think there's nothing worse.
1: And then yeah, just and then just on a really like basic level um in terms of what the episode is doing itself, the scene with Toby working on his own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the voice in his mind just going, "Don't look at me." Yeah. And that really deep voice it's, is um, just a, such what's good the horror guy's writing. Name?
0: Um I'm gonna have to look this
1: up, the otherwise. The guy voicing it. Yeah,
0: Doctor Who fans will be very upset.
1: I've no idea. I can't tell you.
0: Hang on. Oh, Ga- I remember before I uh, before I found it. It's called Gabriel Wolf.
1: Gabriel Wolf. And is he, he famous for something else. What's he's he? famous
0: for being the voice of Sutek in Pyramids of Mars, which is a Tom Baker story. Ah. Uh, with a similarly kind of existential, um, godlike villain. Hmm. Um, so it's interesting that New Hugh kind of quietly brought that guy back to ah, to I like that. That's a, a good nod kind of for the fans, yeah. isn't it?
1: But yeah, I think also yeah, it's it's the inescapability that, and the, the plotting of it, putting it orbiting a black hole that they're slowly falling into. Yeah,
0: even though scientifically that makes nonsense. no sense. Yeah, yeah. But that's not you know, which no. you were able to tell me because you're you're a scientist, you?
1: <laughs> in very inverted <laughs> commas. I did I did a science degree um, when we were meet, when we met when we first hung out. I was yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and so the, there's the whole plot is in that first episode. There's inevitability kind of baked into it, yeah. and the horror of inevitability and fate, and and that like true sort of it's very christian imagery that ultimately the the reality of the world is even though you have this fantastically whimsical character the doctor who's there to save the day yeah, yeah. the reality of the world is being stripped away and you're seeing underneath it there was something painful and terrible and horrible and that's the truth that i mean that's it's, you know, al-
0: it's almost akin to the feeling you get when you're when you're sitting on your own sometimes and you suddenly remember that you're definitely gonna die yeah do you have moments like that and you're like Shit, no, I'm actually going to die. That's real. It's a real thing that's going to happen.
1: There's a really be- um, there's a beautiful book called Bluets by Maggie Nelson. Right. And one of the things in that that she writes is... Um, it's, this it's is lot- all very Christmassy, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's musing on depression at one point, And she sort of says there's something about like sad feelings that feel realer. Yeah, that's yeah, That's not yeah. necessarily true. They're not necessarily realer, but something about when they come, they feel realer. And that, that sense, like, the world actually is suffering. Yeah. What I've realised is this opinion... The fact that I love this episode as my favourite is a bit at odds with the fact that my criticism of *Case of Androzani* is that it's miserable. Well, I suppose the,
0: the the difference maybe is that the Doctor prevails at the end of.
1: I think that's yeah. And then the Doctor although, throughout it is very optimistic. Although
0: yeah. at the end of the story, here's an interesting moralistic kind of question. Oh about yeah, this one. I, kn- I think I know where you're going with this. The Doctor saves um, uh, Ida, but allows many more Ood to die. He's like, I didn't have time to do both. But he chooses one human over like a hundred Ood. Mm. Which is an interesting question because Planet of the Ood then clearly positions. I think the, they must the Ood have Ood thought a, about that and realised yeah.
1: the issue with what they'd done there.
0: Yeah. But the Doctor never really seems to I don't know, I, I get the impression in Planet of the Oud that it's Donna that's having those moral realisations, isn't it? It's not the Doctor mm that's like
1: i think yeah this there's, there's
0: like it's not it doesn't feel like it,
1: very the, the accidentally i think they don't they didn't do it on purpose but like well i mean they did do it on purpose to create a slave race yeah but they i think they probably didn't spend that much time critically thinking about no the implication of like well no nothing's actually a you know yeah a, a, a species of people that are just subservient that's not yeah, I mean, and like it's probably, and when you when you have all of the world to create, mm. you know, it's creativity. You you could create anything. It's like, well, why are you? What what's the motive behind creating a creating a, a slave subservient yeah, slave yeah. species? Well,
0: interestingly, they were gonna. It was originally gonna be Sluthine for budget reasons
1: ah. in that story, which I don't think would have worked anywhere near as well. No. Also, the Ood are so iconic. What an iconic. Like, new yeah, who yeah, ba- yeah. like baddie or just character I to come out like, of that
0: episode. Probably the second most iconic of new who after the Weeping Angels. Oh,
1: easily. And like, it's that thing that, you know, and, and it's a great bit of costuming for children because all you need is a bowl of spaghetti and you could pretend to be an oud for an evening. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's. I like,
0: remember Doctor Who Adventures mag- magazine giving away like a plastic oud mask that you could wear on your mouth, and I was so chuffed. Well, them. it's
1: completely unnecessary. You just spaghetti. And you're sorted.
0: I do find that a little bit revolting.
1: Oh, I did it all. The, every I think for a while, every time I ever had a bowl of spaghetti you as a child, I, d- I did that, and like would do the whole sort of face thrashing as well, oh and get tomato God. sauce all over my cheeks. That is, d-
0: I mean, you know how I feel about messy eating from our commentary. Watching, come dine with me. Yeah, that shakes me to my <laughs> core.
1: <laughs> but I mean, that that was the era. Then this is going back to the childhood, like, um. That was the era when I was in the playground pretending to be all these characters. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a great time. <laughs> for sure. What for an sure. era.
0: What about when the Doctor meets the Beast then, in the pit? Because you
1: said that's sort of where it drops off for you a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I, I think it's that, it's that classic. Like, the Satan pit isn't as. was never as terrifying to me. And that's, that's in I, the nature of a, a resolution to a story.
0: Yeah, but I think it almost does make The Impossible Planet even scarier by being like. No, it actually just is Satan.
1: I think. Well, it's not though. It's sort of more like this demi god that's the manufacturer of the image throughout history. It's. I suppose they, they kind of imply it's not really because they're not going to like. They're not the, going to be the, like. Yeah, Christianity is real on Doctor. Who. Yeah, the Doctor hasn't destroyed like the arch enemy of Christianity. Yeah, that's in true. That moment. Yeah, you make a point. You make a good point. Um, it's sort of more like the the. It's a bit like how the silence are, are where the image of the Roswell alien comes from, and, and the image of
0: the I- of, this, of the of the suit.
1: Yeah, like it's that kind of like that's kind of what they're playing with there. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Um, so I just find it's that it's that classic thing when you confront an enemy, it loses a lot of its sure verve. Um,
0: Do you want another Quality Street?
1: Of course. Um, also, the CGI is shocking. It's very uh, PS two.
0: Very of its time, yeah. Gonna give you a random one. Ooh, there oh, there you go, caramel.
1: But also, I mean, in in the Satan pit, there are those great scenes of the Doctor, like pondering what happens if he is encountering a god. Yeah, true, time. true. And that's just like, this is why it kind of goes into best instead of just scariest. Like, that's a great question to give a character like the Doctor. Hmm. Like, yeah,
0: it's a great existential question. I've used the word existential a lot in this mm. podcast. Should we cross over and walk through the green? Yeah, the yeah. green's
1: nice.
0: Um, This is where I re- recorded one of my podcast intros a couple of weeks ago.
1: Wow, what? people are not stopping at this zebra Those crossing. people have
0: no um, respect for the highway code. Mm. John Poetry would have words to say to them. <laughs> um, As would the late, great David Prowse. Um here we are in the newsroom. What do you think of the um, Mary Wollstonecraft statue?
1: Um, my always my main takeaway is it's much smaller than you think it's going to be. Yeah, that's true. It's really little. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't have much of like a political opinion on it and its status as a, a feminist uh, <laughs> statement. I just think it looks a bit naff. Yeah, I think it looks cheaply made. Yeah. Yeah. I think it looks a bit sort of like styrofoam or something. Yeah, yeah,
0: it looks like yeah, it looks like foam from a can that's that you've then spray painted. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, you know, I think it's a cool idea what they do, but it it doesn't. I don't. Yeah, I'm not impressed. <laughs> um, I think we've probably covered. The I States think of we've pit, kind yeah. of covered
0: it. What what time is it? When did you turn? How long have we been recording for? Do you think? I think Since we've pretty about much about done a podcast. Gosh, it's um twenty to seven. We pretty much nailed it, I think. Yeah, I think we've. N- I think we stopped recording now. Um, cool. Well, Do thank you, you so much th- for joining oh. me on this Christmas walk, Jonathan.
1: It's. I mean, it's been lovely going for one of our many walks, except this time it goes down in history. Recorded. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. I, cause I have I, have I have I been a good guest mole. <laughs> mate to mate, come on. I
0: think you are you've been a sort of 6 to 7 out of 10 guest that's all I was hoping
1: for because <laughs> uh, I've listened to a couple of them uh, since becoming a fan yeah and I've been you very you've almost become a
0: Galactic Yo-Yo fan a bit, oh massively you? Yeah. and yeah. I've
1: become very I, like coming onto this I was very aware of how knowledgeable yeah and impressively interesting your guests are <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the time and so I was sort of aware like I'm just you know
0: which have been some of
1: your favourite Galactic Yo-Yos that you've heard um I oh god, you've put me on the spot now. mean um,
0: you always like the ones with them um, with Max and Will.
1: Yeah, I thought they 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 had really interesting thoughts. Yeah, I really liked your one with the guy who wrote Dalek. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I've forgotten his name. It's a good one. What a lovely shop.
0: Oh yeah, that is really nice. I've, I'm literally I've turned a corner now. You know when there's like those areas of your local area that you've just mm. you just randomly happen to have never walked into. This oh, is this yeah, yeah. now. I've never walked in this direction before. I don't before. think
1: I've ever been this way either. No. Um, but we're here. Yeah, I, I'm in that situation where I'm uh, really bad at remembering the names of your guests now. And I've just... You need to get on Twitter. Oh, I, it, it confuses me. It scares me. I mean, it's, it's like once you've joined,
0: you can't look back, really.
1: Why well, do you have it now? Maybe so you, like should make a, you should make a Doctor
0: Who it. Twitter where it's not your name. Yeah, maybe.
1: Um yeah.
0: Cool. I think we're pretty much we're pretty much done then. Um Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas.
1: Merry yeah. Christmas.
0: Uh no Christmas special this year, which hurts even more in twenty twenty. But
1: Yeah, it feels like this is the year they could have changed the They could have really couldn't they? Although
0: yeah. it doesn't feel like a very Christmassy episode, I don't
1: suppose. I don't know. If they shot Theresa May in the face, that's kind of the best <laughs> Christmas present.
0: Did you did you always watch the Christmas ones on Christmas as a kid? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. obviously your Christmas is a bit different. Well, our Christmas
1: is a lot less eventful, so yeah. we had much more time to fit in, Doctor. Nice. Uh, I guess unless
0: yeah. it fell on a Saturday.
1: Unless it fell on a Saturday. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh! Nearly lost the wires okay. there over a bollard. <laughs> um. Okay. Right, we're gonna go now.
0: Yeah. That's it feels weird. I don't really know how to wrap it up. Well, the problem is we're still on a we're walk. Still walking. And we're well, we're going to keep walking now, yeah, but have, um, we're,
1: now we're just going to have a conversation. Just have a conversation. You're about, not privy about to other
0: stuff, but yeah, okay. Bog off, everybody. Um, right. You can find uh, podcasts on Twitter at GalactioPod. You can find me on Twitter at Molly underscore Martian. You can email me at GalactioPod at gmail dot com. You can follow Johnny on Instagram at the Shape of Mud.
1: Yep. Still have that. <laughs> uh, and actually, can I? Uh, instead of shouting out like my own thing can I shout out someone else's thing go for it because our friend from uni Beth Calverley yes. just released yeah, yeah, a yeah. book you should mention that. a this. book of poetry called oh god it's called smiles and it's about smiles it's a poetry book about like the myriad different ways in which we smile search Beth Calverley and I'm sure you'll find it and she's a wonderful person and a really amazing poet like it's it's i've i got the book and it's such a joy to see it as yeah this like really professional beautifully written yeah thing. Exactly. i've forgotten what a, what a brilliant poet she's is. so good yeah, yeah. um so yeah i don't have anything to promote but cannot yeah well
0: I'll put that that's in the description my, why not that can plug. be your little spot there you go. Um also i just remembered that by the time this goes out um my uh my new album my wings are like a shield of steel will be out. Nice. Uh, so go and listen to that. <laughs> you can find it on my Twitter, I'm sure. Um, but yes. Oh, there's a bin truck click next to us. Okay, until next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Okay, we're going to stop the machine now. Is it still playing? Yeah. Yeah, good
2: low though, so that's oh, okay. we're lucky